5: If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the
2: new while you're there. Let's take it one day at a time. Did you and I outweigh? Happy Saturday, Outway fam. Amy here. And I am here with Riley Laster, who is a dietitian, big fan of intuitive eating. And on Instagram, she has one of the funniest diet culture accounts in my personal opinion. And she's at Riley Laster and Riley, you are a mom of two recent mom of two. (laughs) two, So you're not quite to the age where your kids might be picking up on certain ways that you talk about your body or talk about food, but I'm sure it's at the forefront of your mind. And honestly, I don't think it could ever start too soon because you just want to get in that routine and decide, okay, what kind of parent am I going to be? How am I going to show up? Because I'm an adopted mom that adopted kids in the middle of an eating disorder. And then, you know, two years later, entered recovery. So they've had two versions of me. And they, I adopted yes. her. So they weren't babies. They were, you know, seven and 10. And my 10 year old daughter, the first two years with me, oh, she was like, this is horrible. Well, who's this woman that <laughs> took me from to my amazing life? And now you know, feeds me this and I can't have any. Yes. And then now, you know, she's, she's even expressed to me at 15. She's like, you're a, oh, It's you're way better than you used to be. This is awesome. Oh, I love that. And so I find that relief, especially as she's maturing as a teenage girl and the pressures that are going to, that are already on her. And that at least I know at home, it's going to be a safe space. And so you may be navigating it as a mom, if you're listening right now, or a dad, or maybe you are an aunt, or maybe you're a teacher or you run the Sunday school at church. Like, are you around kids in any way, shape or form? Or I think this conversation could also just apply to you because I feel like my eating disorder brain, Riley was very immature and a kid brain, like it was mm-hmm. stunted in a way. And so yeah some of this information just might be helpful for, for you. We're going to talk about that today, raising kids in what Riley calls a diet free buffer zone. So what is your plan with your kids or as a dietitian when you're working with clients, how do you encourage them to have that buffer zone? It's a fine
5: line because people in larger bodies are not treated great, especially in our country. And I know that. So As a dietitian, I would love to have every patient that comes in say, let's put weight loss on the back burner, but that's not always ethical because for a lot of people who are attempting weight loss, they're doing that for a sense of security. They have people in their life who, you know, may only show up if they're trying to lose weight. That's the only way that they get respect in certain spaces. So that is my goal for everyone to manage their you know, medical nutrition therapy outside of weight loss. It doesn't always happen because like I said, it's a safety mechanism for a lot of people attempting weight loss. And I, I totally get that. And as far as my girls, it's ironic because I say a diet culture free buffer zone and that is impossible <laughs> it's impossible our language around food even in school you know is let's learn about good and bad foods let's healthy and unhealthy and i try to even teach you know patients i have now like if your blood sugar's dropping something with a a good amount of sugar is going to be healthier than a piece of broccoli it's it's situational and we've really taken all the the situational you know, out of it's, we just want black and white because that makes it easy. And it's not like that. And I I want my kids to see the nuance. I want them to know this food makes me feel good because I know right now, if I eat, you know, just a ton of sugar, I have PCOS. I know I'm not going to feel good. I know that's not good for my hormones, but if I don't eat any sugar, same, it's still not good, but I know what I, what I can, eat to make myself feel good. And that may not be what diet culture says. It may not be what the school literature says. And I want my kids to be able to make their own decisions around food and feel empowered because I was a kid who loved food, but felt like that was wrong almost. I was a kid who never had any body image issues until I was told my body was not great, until I was told, you know, you need to lose weight. And then I was like, wait, what? I think my body's awesome. Do you remember when you first heard it? I feel like I was one of the bigger kids in our friend group. So like, you know, guys would say it every now and then. I had, you know, coaches say things about my body. I tore my ACL in high school and gained some weight during recovery. And it just made people so uncomfortable. And, you know, going through adolescence, I gained weight. And um, that made people uncomfortable. And just, it's tough because the mama bear in me, I'm like, if anybody called out my kid's body, I would freak out on them. But, you know, in that situation, these were people I trusted saying this and I really took it to heart. I look back and I'm like, I wish I could have just blocked all that out and kept on my course because I would have been so much better off.
2: You and I both know as a teenager, it's very, very difficult to block that out. I mean, at oh, any Lord. age, you have someone comment on your body in that way, mm-hmm. which is the reason why we shouldn't make comments on anybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. weight loss or weight gain. And also I have had to acknowledge multiple times, especially what I've learned through different guests that are coming on. And I've even questioned my role in this space as someone in recovery and You know, co hosting and hosting a podcast and knowing my thin privilege, I've wrestled with, oh, do I even belong here? Or how can I even? I just don't feel like I'm not the voice of this. And then I realized, oh, wait, I'm not trying to be the voice of this. I'm trying to offer just a dose of encouragement and hope to know that recovery is possible and it affects eating disorders and disordered eating affects all kinds of people. There's different Mm -hmm. events that are out there. And I just know, like, I don't know necessarily that I have a lane, but my lane is just having a conversation so that people don't feel alone and just being a resource of information. If you're exploring recovery or you want to learn how to raise your kids in a diet culture free home, because I've also been in both places. Like I've, I've been, you know, obsessed with food for myself and for my kids and trying to control that. Mm-hmm. And then I've also been way more laid back and knowing that, yes, it's important for me as a mom to make sure my kids get certain nutrients, but mm-hmm. I don't have to have these rigid rules or speak of food as good or bad. Like you were mentioning earlier, which we can't control yeah. that set at school. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
5: I always want my kids to feel a safety net at home, knowing that they're allowed to like food. I want them to know how to cook, to how to prepare food, how to, you know, have these, just have a normal relationship. And even if the whole world is screaming at them, you're not healthy enough, you're not small enough. I want them to be able to feel safe in home because, and that's a thing that I want to teach them because I also have thin privilege, but I never recognized that growing up because I did feel, you know, those comments about my weight. I was experiencing, you know, being treated differently because of my weight. Then as an adult, I get away from this space and I'm like, wait, I have thin privilege. So I do want them because, you know, they're grown up, they might have, you know, the body I had in high school and I want them to know that's okay. That's nothing to feel bad about because I, didn't always have, I had family members on both sides of my family that dieted. So it was very comfortable for me to just say, yeah, you know, genetically I'm shaped like these women, I need to diet like they're doing. And I I want my kids to, I want to break that cycle for sure.
2: Yeah. And knowing that weight doesn't equal health and, you know, we've had medical doctors on outweigh Affirming that and (laughs) how they're having to work extra hard because there are a lot of doctors that don't have that mindset. And so there's a lot of shame going to the doctor because you feel like you're going to be told, well, the solution is just lose weight. And Mm -hmm. that's not the case. And so I'm thankful for doctors that have come on to make sure that we know that message. And so I just want to reiterate it here. But Mm -hmm. the messaging that's around us in society is that's what kids grow up to think that weight equals all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to un- undo oh. that.
0: <laughs> this is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue global. When you come back with a Purdue global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future.
2: more info now. You know, you said something that stood out to me a second ago. You said you're allowed to like food. I love that. Oh, no. (laughs) What a mantra right there. Just you are allowed to like food. And you're not a
5: failure because of it. It's not a character flaw. It's great.
2: (laughs) You know, and I could see where some kids or some of us listening as adults, like as children, we got that messaging of Oh, I'm not allowed to like this kind of food, Yeah, not, especially if you grew up. I don't know. How old are you, Riley? 32. 32. Okay. So I'm 41. So we're 10 years apart. Okay. So it could be a little bit of a difference, but growing up as a night, like in the nineties, I was teenager, yep. So everything was fat free. Everything. I mean, maybe the sugar-free stuff was coming in. Cause like Atkins had started to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, there was like these sugar-free candies they would sell, which would make me as sick as all get out by the way. Thing. you ever want to do is eat a whole bag of sugar-free gummy bears. Like, just don't do it. You will be on the couch in cramps dying. I'm right there with you. Like I said, I had
5: my little job at the nursing home. And to try to keep up, you know, my diet, I would just munch on sugar-free candy all day. And um, that went very wrong for me. <laughs> it's horrible.
2: <laughs> I think you might need to do a. I'm an influencer, and yeah, yeah, you know, I can't move today. <laughs> because those rocked my world one day. Like I'll never forget <laughs> it. Like I have a very vivid memory of a time that I went to the grocery store and I filled up. It was like the sugar-free gummy bears in like the bin where you can make your own bag. You know? Oh my god! them all out, and then I just could because I was so obsessed with food. Of course, you can't. Mm-hmm. You start eating it. You can't stop and no. so, and then it's sugar-free. So why would I stop? And I was went over to my sister's house and then I was stuck there. I think I spent the night because I was in such pain, which yes. I, in some people, depending on what you have going on medically, a sugar-free candy might be all that you can have. Well, that's great. But you, you likely know that you're going to have, if you have one piece or two, yeah. you're going to be fine, but with my eating disorder, I could <laughs> have one piece or one, I had to have the whole bag. And I was in such pain c- curled up on my sister's couch. And I remember my sister <laughs> saying, like, what is wrong with your sister? And I was so and the noises that were coming out of me and the oh, it was so bad. <laughs> it's so Say, How many people have had
5: this experience? I love hearing about this because I'm right if, there with you.
2: <laughs> it's I would if I was mortified. And so You know, I say all that because depending on which era you grow up in, and for me, it was Uh the fat free era that moved into the sugar free, but also there was like the slim fast where, you know, shake for breakfast, for lunch and a sensible dinner. Like like I I did them all. And so as a kid, I was exposed to so much because that's what society told me. And so I am so thankful for hopefully like your, your youngins, Riley, that they're not not being by the time they're teenagers, They're not going to be exposed to all this crazy, all these crazy diets that mess with their brains. Because I truly think that my eating disorder really took off because I started dieting at such a young age and my brain went into survival mode and know what to do. And so that's why the binging started is because it was like, okay, I don't trust you. So if you're going to give me food, then I'm just going to keep eating it. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to feed me again, and so I had to rewire my brain. So that's why I love that statement so much: is you're allowed to like food, and you yeah. are allowed to eat it. And I think that that's a great mantra, whether you're saying it to a kid, or you're saying it to yourself, or you're saying it to a friend or a loved one that needs that encouragement. Absolutely. You put it on a t-shirt. I shouldn't. I think birch. I need influencer birch. Birch. (laughs) You do, Riley, you do.
5: It would be off the chains. It would be out of control.
2: (laughs) Well, you're someone out there that's just making such a positive impact because there are some dietitians, I will say, that have gotten into the reels or the TikToks or whatnot. And there's just I'm trying to think of a good word to describe it. So I'll go with icky. It, yeah, it just, it, it, yeah. hard icky. to watch. <laughs> I feel as though they have good intentions, mm-hmm. but they are trying to get noticed and trying to get the clicks mm-hmm. and trying to be controversial and trying to, I don't know, slam things. And it, way. it can be off-putting, yeah. There you go. It's icky yes. and off-putting. And yes. I would just like to acknowledge that you do it in such an awesome Opposite of icky way, and opposite, no. of off putting. It's very welcoming, good, and it's humorous and light and funny. And I feel like we need more of that in the world. And so I just want to encourage you to keep the content coming and don't be embarrassed. Your nice. <laughs> accent is precious and adorable. So I, I love that. <laughs> And, and hearing I'm an influencer. And so, yeah, don't be embarrassed about anything you put up. I would like you to actually start creating more. So get after it. <laughs> Thank you. I love to hear that. (laughs) And I just, I'm thankful for our conversations the last three weeks. I just want to encourage people to go back and listen to the other two. If you missed it in the first one, two weeks ago, she shared some of her personal story with clean eating. And then in the second one, we talk more about her life as an influencer and how that (laughs) came about. And then, you know, any final thoughts for today's when it comes to raising kids in this crazy world? I just go back to, yeah, you're, you're allowed to like food. I think that that's the title of the episode, quite honestly. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway is you're allowed to like food. You're allowed to like all kinds of food. You're allowed yeah. to like pizza and you're allowed to also like salad and those yes. can be on the same plate. It doesn't have to be for a or pizza one day salad all day the next. And so that's our yeah to you. And if you're living that way, again, no shame. You're not alone. It's a journey. And our hope is that you'll get there and you'll join us over here on this join side. Join us. The- Come <laughs> to the dark
5: side with us. Yes. <laughs> the dark side.
2: Okay. Well, Riley, thank you so much. Again, people can check you out on Instagram at Riley Laster and I'm also at radio Amy. And in the meantime, Riley, I will see you on Instagram. And I know we're both in Tennessee. So I've already told you, if you ever come to Nashville, you better look me up on Instagram and send me a note. It's time. I want to we're make wearing it. cowboy to... boots. We're yes. going out. <laughs> influencer video with you it would be so fun sounds
6: good
2: <laughs> okay well I will talk to you later hope you have hope you have the day you need to have my friend Kat she's a therapist and that's one of her favorite things to say is have love the day you need to have because it's not always that you need to have a good day but you need to have the day you need to have I like that
4: any disease.